This is the Commercial Property Cashflow Blueprint Podcast. Big cashflow property secrets from retired Byron Bay surfing fanatic and commercial property expert, James Dawson. Hi everyone, James Dawson here. Welcome to my podcast on commercial property investing. And in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about how to choose a builder if you're doing some renovations or extensions or perhaps uh, engaging an upside on your commercial property investment. And it's a question that I get quite often actually. People say, well, how do you actually choose the right builder for a project that you're going to do? Now, I've certainly undertaken uh, quite a few small developments over the last 35 years or so. And in fact, I've had one builder go broke uh, actually on the job. So that was a very major thing to uh, happen and wasn't very good. I'm just about to start construction actually on my three apartment project in Bondi in Sydney and that project is actually putting three apartments on the back of commercial building there. So just to run through that by way of example, uh, I've used an architect obviously to draw up the plans and get a development application approved for that development and then I was virtually driven down the path of getting a modular style construction that's getting something built off site and then delivered simply because I didn't want to have a nine month construction period. So in that example, it was fairly easy to choose a builder because I was a little bit restricted in finding a modular builder. I ended up choosing Modscape in Melbourne after some pretty extensive research. There's three or four companies that could do this uh, job then it had some actual commercial experience and in the city experience so that way I was driven towards them as the right choice and so far it's been very good dealing with them so I'll keep you in the loop about how that process goes. It really is essential that you have a clear idea of what you're actually doing. Now of course in most uh, building construction jobs that are more than say a simple renovation like you know fixing up a bathroom or kitchen, you really need to have some plans lodged with council and approved. So that means you're going to need to have someone draw those up. Now it's very, very important. I see some people sometimes using draftsmen, uh, people like that, which are absolutely fine in some jobs, but sometimes I find that the plans aren't detailed enough and therefore the builder's got to guess at a lot of things and then makes the project potentially blow out cost wise because you know they're always overestimating because they don't actually know what to put in that job say fixtures and fittings and finishes things like that so I do use architects mostly and I make sure that they have a very detailed plan and a very detailed scope of works essentially you're wanting to make it really easy for the builder to quote so that way they can give you accurate cost estimates and then also evaluate all aspects of the job before they give a price so then that you can compare apples with apples with other builders of course. Just by way of a note here too, it's quite common when you're doing a small development that you get a quantity surveyor to actually add up the cost of what they think the cost of the build is going to be and therefore then you can compare that to the builder's price And yeah, there may be some variance, but you wouldn't want it perhaps to be more than say 10%. So if the builder is perhaps 10% dearer than what the quantity surveyor thinks it should be, maybe you should have a chat to the builder or go and get further quotes. 
Now often I see that people fall into the trap of choosing the cheapest builder and you know builders that often uh, provide a quote that perhaps isn't very in-depth and it's you know maybe two pages and a price at the bottom and it maybe is 20% for example under your latest quote for that job. Now that would concern me a little bit and I'd really be wanting to be looking at those cheaper quotes very very closely as you do with all of them of course just to make sure what is included and also what their experience is. Now people do this of course because they think okay I'm going to get the job done for cheaper so I'm going to boost my overall cash flow at the end of the job and or profit if they're selling but more often than not it seems to backfire and I've certainly been in a situation where I've had to get other people in to finish off things just on a small uh, project renovation project simply because I chose a builder that was a little bit cheaper than the other ones and he wasn't really quite the right builder in that particular case the guy was doing about six jobs at once and just wasn't spending the time on my job and it all got a bit delayed of course the other things worth touching on here is the amount of stress that can be involved so if you're going to run the job yourself and not have an architect oversee the job for example you really want to make sure that you're going to have a good relationship and good communication with the builder that you choose so in your process of choosing them obviously you'll be chatting to them you want to get a sense of how you're going to get on with them and also how they document the whole quote for example so that if there is any misunderstanding that you can refer back to a document so that that takes the stress out of any small problems that always seem to come up when you're doing these sort of projects you're really looking for a win-win where you get you know the best job possible at a reasonable price and therefore have a, a finished product that's not going to create problems for you say 12 months down the track and you know having to repair or replace things that perhaps weren't done properly in the first place when I'm looking for a builder I also look at of course other jobs that they've done now it wouldn't be any point for example choosing a builder that builds you know 50 storey or 40 storey apartment blocks and you're just wanting him to do a couple, an extension at the back he's perhaps a builder that's too big for your job and that could just increase your costs you know sometimes people doggedly stick to one builder to get a price and then don't go anywhere else and if that job's a very small job for the builder he might actually price it quite high because he simply doesn't want the job unless he's getting a really great profit margin out of that and conversely if you choose a builder that's too small for your project that's going to put pressure on you and the project as well because if they're not experienced in the project that's the size that you're doing that can obviously create problems of them not being experienced enough to complete it some questions to ask the builders or certainly by email or verbally when you're chatting to them how much experience have they had large small domestic jobs commercial buildings for example can they show you some completed projects generally of course a lot of these are on their website projects of a similar size to what you're doing uh, have they got any current jobs running at the moment so you can actually go there you, you would need permission to go on site but maybe they could meet you on site there and have a look at how those jobs are running and sometimes you can get a sense of what the builders like just from the amount of rubbish that's lying around or is it a nice clean site for example you of course need to know whether they're licensed in the location that they're going to operate from and check that they're not on any sort of watch list with ASIC or anyone like that or people have had complaints you can google that builder 
and that they have a steady team available to them. Now really good builders often have carpenters and plumbers and things that have been working with them for years and you'll see that if you go on site when you check the uh, jobs out that they're currently doing. Really great to be able to talk to previous clients of a builder. Just have a bit of a chat, I know with Modscape that I was able to contact a couple of people that had completed buildings just to see how the process went and uh, that was a great advantage in choosing that particular builder over a couple of others that were probably okay but simply hadn't had some buildings done. There was no buildings that I could get reviews on. Great idea to meet the builder too in their office. Uh, with Modscape for example, I actually visited the factory a couple of times and, and checked out their office and you know it's like, it's like choosing a property manager as well. If you go to the office and it, there's stuff everywhere and it doesn't look very organised, that's probably a good indication of how they're running their business. Now for example with Modscape, the company that I chose, very uh, neat uh, operation and uh, you know nicely laid out office and everything seemed to be running very smoothly. If the project is larger you really want to have some sort of financial check on the builder and I would ask the builder if you're able to have your account and chat to their account and something like that just to know where they stand. Now if they balk at that that would probably raise a red flag for me because builders know that these things happen and they know that they've got to be financially viable to complete jobs. So there's no reason that a potential client shouldn't be able to check with their accountant or their banker or someone or get their accountant to do it to find out where they are at the moment financially. If you're having trouble finding builders, you can certainly get your architect or ask a few local architects in the area, even ones that aren't perhaps doing anything for you. Most people are fairly helpful and to get some recommendations and also perhaps from any other uh, sites if you're doing a property in a particular city that's not your own for example uh, you could then have a drive around and just see what's going on and just start asking some questions but my favorite way is via the architects because generally they've been on jobs with these builders and supervising that particular job for the whole time so they get a really great sense of who's a good builder and who's not so just in summary, you really want to start out the way you want to finish with any sort of building or renovation job on a commercial property. So it needs to be really well planned, really detailed in the fixtures and fittings that you want to put into that property and of course have everything prepared properly for a development application. And then I suggest if it's a larger project, you know, say anything probably over four or $500,000, that you really need an architect to pull this together for you and then perhaps going to bat for you and get some quotes from prospective builders. So I uh, hope this has been interesting for you. Look forward to chatting soon.